0: Here, trying to help you. I'm here to give you what it took me 30, 30 years in ministry to get. We're going to get right into God's word, Ephesians chapter number 5 and verse number 17. Ephesians 5 17. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the word of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And the verse 20 says, Giving thanks always for all things under God. On, 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 the same he's meaning is pray, giving thanks, pray, for, pray always for all things under God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that is our series. Our series, once again, we're talking about. Uh, understanding the will of the Lord, but we are dealing with it as understanding God's vision because God gave his vision to the Apostle Paul. Amen. God gave his vision to the Apostle Paul. Now we want to go to our subject today, which is going to be found in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 7. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 7. We will be reading out of the NLT also today. All right, but 1 Timothy, uh, chapter number 2, verse 1 through 7, this is where we get our subject. 1 Timothy, chapter number 2, and verse 1 through 7 is where we will get our subject for today. I exhort, therefore, as Apostle Paul is encouraging Timothy, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplication, prayers, intercession, giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, also for all that's in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peace of a life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Watch verse 4. Who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth? So we're going to use that verse. We're going to read down to verse number 7, but we're going to show you that's our subject. Verse number 4. Watch how many times that God tell you that. Verse 4 said, we'll have all men to be saved. So what well, we're going to name this teaching because we'll teach it on prayer. Uh, in this series, we're going to continue that same spirit. Pray that all men will be saved. Pray that all men will be saved. All right, now that's what we want to deal with today. Pray that all men will be saved. Now, we're going to show you some scripture that's going to go with that. Because Christ died for all men, salvation. But how are they going to get saved? That's the message today. Pray that all men will be saved. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come in the precious blood of our Lord Jesus. We come in the name of our Lord Jesus. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love. We thank you for your power. We thank you, Lord, for giving us your grace, your divine grace. We thank you this morning for divine protection. Thank you this morning for keeping us alive, keeping us healthy, keeping us strong. We thank you for that. Thank you for delivering us from sickness, from diseases. We give you all praise. Thank you for your divine protection, the divine grace. Thank you for supplying all our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We give you all the praise and all the glory for all those people who support this ministry. Thank you, Lord, for them. In the precious name of our Lord Jesus, and I pray. Today the that their prayers to be answered concerning their family salvation. In Jesus' name, in the precious blood we pray. All read their prayers today, Amen. All right, now, watch again, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 4. Who would have all men to be saved? So we're gonna teach on today, out of volume 2, part three and four. Pray that all men will be saved. Pray that all men will be saved. Remember? Now, watch the progress. First, we had the, we had the church pray for the Apostle Paul. That's the progress. Then second, we had Paul pray for the church. See? Now we're going to move on, and we want now for us to pray that all men be saved. That's all of our responsibility. Now, one of the greatest things that I like in the, the life of Noah is Noah had three sons and three daughters. They call him three daughter-in-laws, but his three daughters. All right, three sons and three daughter-in-laws and a wife. And only eight people were saved during the days of Noah. Now, that's an awesome thing to be able to see that. That's how it should be in your physical life. You got people living in your household, your family, brothers and sisters, they're not saved. Pray. See, don't look at how bad they are. You look at what God asked you to do. What is the will of God concerning you? What is God's will? What do God want you to do? See, nieces and nephews, brothers, sisters, children, uncles, auntie, aunt, uncle. It doesn't make any difference how related they are to your family. Or they may be just friends of the family. They may just be people you know. Pray. See, we have responsibility to pray for our governor, to pray for our mayors. We got a responsibility. Our job is to pray for the police officers. See, pray for all those people who are in authority. Pray for the judges. So everybody in authority, you pray. So you can't be worried about all this stuff that man says. You in control, God gave the church the power. We have the power to make changes in the earth. If the church would pray, amen. Now, let's look at this. We're in 1 Timothy chapter number uh, 2 and verse 4. Who would have all men to be saved? God's will that all men would be saved. But watch how they're going to be saved. Come to the knowledge of the truth. God will have all men to be saved, comma, how they're going to be saved. They got to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, that's what I want you to be able to say out there, come to the knowledge of the truth. Come to the knowledge of the truth. That means they got to know the truth. They got to know the truth. If they're going to be saved, they got to come to the knowledge of the truth. Man cannot be saved without the truth. Man cannot be saved until he knows the truth. So that's what I want to share with you today is God wants all men to be saved, but how are they going to be saved? They got to what? Come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, that's why you have a pastor. Now, let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Let me show you something. Watch what Ephesians chapter 4 says. In Ephesians chapter number 4, we're going to start reading with verse number 1. Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to continue to read out of the King James uh, until later. Ephesians chapter 4 was said I therefore. Now Paul is menacing. He said, Now I therefore, the prisoner of our Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Watch what he says. With long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit, in the bond of peace. There's one body, one spirit, as you are called, and one hope of your calling One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through you all. Now watch what he's going to get into here. So he's going to say, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Well, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now, he that ascended, what is it that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heaven. Watch this, that he might feel all things. Or that he might fulfill all things. And watch this. He gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers. Why? Number one, for the perfection of the saints. Number two, for the work of the ministry. Number three, For the edifying of the body of Christ, how long? Till we all come into the unity of the faith of the knowledge, there it is, until we come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind abducted, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth, there it is, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is a head even Christ, for which the whole body fitly joined together, compacted by that, which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working of his measure, of the measure in every part, Make an increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. So we have to speak the truth in love. That's one of the things I want to say to you today. Just speak that out there. Speak the truth in love. Now, when God says speak the truth in love, he's talking about preach the word in love. Preach the word in love. So you got to understand, you're not out here trying to straighten folk out. You speak the truth in love. If a person doctrine does not line up with the gospel of Christ you you just speak the truth in love I like the way Paul said Paul said uh, do you not like me because I tell you the truth see the thing about it is, Paul responsibility is to tell people the truth that's what you got to do if they if they don't know that's their responsibility their job is to receive the word all right, praise God for his goodness. All right, now, let's get into the Word. Now, we're talking about pray that all men will be saved. How are they going to be saved? They got to come to the knowledge of the truth. All right, now, let's go right into that. We're going to go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7 through 14. Now, in Thessalonians, we always saw in the book of Thessalonians uh, things about the coming of the Lord, 2 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians, but let's go into the other part of that. Now Thessalonians were Jews. I, I have to keep saying that because you have to write divide divide the word. When you know the word, know the truth in the Bible, you got to be able to understand it, all right? So when you're talking about Thessalonians, all right, let me show you that first. Let's go to Acts chapter 17, King James Version, Acts 17. You have to know every time you talk about Paul talk about somebody. you got to be a student of the Word. That means you got to go. Now, if he talked about Grecians, if he talked about Grecians, if he talked about Thessalonians, if it, were those people Greeks or were they Jews? Let's see in the Word. Because when Paul talked about the coming of the Lord, he talked about the coming of the Lord in the book of Thessalonians. So he talked about the coming of the Lord to Jews. Now, other books talked about David waiting for the Lord, but you got to understand, only somebody waiting for the Lord to come was the Jewish believer, the church of God. All right, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you that the Lord allowed me in my next teaching or the one after that. So we're not far. So you need to get all this information. Now, Acts chapter 17, verse one. Now, when they had passed through Apollos, Apollos, and Apollia, they came to Thessalonica where was a synagogue of the Jews. Now, here they are in Thessalonia. Thessalonia, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. Now, you got to understand, if you got a synagogue in, in, in Thessalonica, then you're talking to Jewish believers. If you look at that, and Paul, after his manner was in verse two, went in unto them, and three Sabbaths. Remember, Gentile didn't keep the Sabbath. Three Sabbath days, he reasoned with them out of the Scriptures, out of the Law. Now you know he wasn't talking to Jews. Gentile, why talk to the Gentiles out of the Law? Open and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered, and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus whom I preach to you is Christ. Watch what this message was. This Jesus, whom I preach to you, is Christ. That's the gospel of the kingdom. See, the gospel of the kingdom is found in Matthew chapter 16. Who do men say, I the son of man am? Let's go back and look at that before we get going. Matthew chapter number 16. Matthew 16. Watch what it says, Matthew 16, 13. See, the gospel of the kingdom was preached by Jesus Christ, Peter, James, and John. Watch this, unto the church of God, who has already been taken out. All right, that's why you got to be able to understand that's where the book of Revelation came in, that your pastor told you not to read. All right, Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, He asked the disciples, saying, Who do men say I, the son of man, am? And they says, Some say you are John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah, or that others say you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said, But whom say ye that I am? Remember, this is the doctrine that God's going to give Peter, which is how are they going to be saved? They had to come to the knowledge of the truth. Their knowledge of the truth was who was Jesus? Jesus was the Christ, the son of the living God. All right? Now watch this. That was their truth. All right? Now, in verse 16, but Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ. There it is. Remember, that's what Paul preached, that Jesus is the Christ. You are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. Who he is. That's what John preached. Who he is. Your salvation is not based on who he is. Your salvation is based on Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. All right, now that's the difference in the two gospels, the gospel of Christ, the gospel of the kingdom. All right, now let's go to work. are you're there in Matthew, let me show you something in chapter 28. We might as well get this while we're there. In Matthew chapter number 28, let's start reading verse 1. Now, in Matthew chapter 28, the reason why I'm adding this to you is Jesus had just died, dead and raised again from the dead. Let's set the scenery. Jesus had died and been and raised again from the dead. But you're going to have about five different opinions. Now this is going to carry me into my teaching that I'm, I'm going to do here Why we have a situation where people say Jesus Christ has not come back yet. See, all these things are going on right now. And then you got... Myself will tell you that Jesus Christ has come back, but he came back to the Jewish believer. So I say prophecy has already been fulfilled. There are people who are saying, well, you know, some things they hadn't done yet. We're going to see. We're going to see. Then I'm going to show you in the Word that these people in Matthew chapter 28, they're going to say, somebody stole his body that's what they're going to say well yeah you know uh his disciples came and stole his body so there was no resurrection see all that was going on during the time of of peter james and john and then you had another group saying there's no resurrection of the dead see they had all kind of things going on at that time and you got to understand that's why you got to know the truth Your salvation is based on you knowing the truth. Let me say it again. Your salvation is based on you have come to the knowledge of the truth. If you are still believing that Jesus is going to come, then you are saying he has not come to you. You are openly saying you are not saved. Now, I know people don't think it go that far, but think about it. There's only one Christ, and either Christ is in you or you're waiting for him to come. If you're waiting for him to come, you are denying the Lord lives in you today. Think about it. Think about it. Your salvation is going to depend on your knowledge of the truth. Now let's go into Matthew 28 and let's show you what what the enemy did to deceive the people. And this same thing happened with people who I thought knew the word, who got all of the, the stores locked down with all their books. And what they told us was, Jesus is coming soon. All oh, everything is going to happen. I mean, they got movies out about it. All oh, Jesus coming. And they got people still waiting for the Lord to come. I'm saying to you today, you've been deceived. You might not understand me right now. Maybe I'm before my time. But I know what the Holy Ghost showed me. And He showed me that Jesus came to His own people. He he never promised to come to you. You got saved at the cross. You are risen with Christ. And yet people are telling you about when Christ comes, He's gonna raise the dead. Most funerals that you go to, that's what they're gonna tell you. Oh, don't worry about them. When the Lord comes, what did it say? He said he's gonna raise them from the dead. No, he did not say that. Then they turn around and read John 14 to you. If I go away, I come again. He's not talking to Gentiles, he's talking to the Jewish believer. If I go and prepare a place, you read John chapter number 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. (laughs) Jesus told them that he's going to go away, he's going to come again, then their hearts are going to be filled with joy. Jesus did come back to them after he rose from the dead. And then after he went away, after that he still came. See, one of the greatest things you're going to have to understand in, in ministry is the Lord Jesus Christ. Most people don't understand those two words. But let's get through with Matthew. You get a chance to read Acts chapter 2, verse 36. The Bible say that... Let me just do that, I'll come right back. Just gonna look at one verse, Acts 2, 36. Just mark this in your Bible... And ask God to give you the grace to understand his word. Acts chapter 2 and verse 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know surely. Now this is in the book of Acts, chapter 2 and verse 36. We go back to Matthew 28 and 1 just a moment. But Acts chapter 2 and verse 36, just one verse. Therefore, let all the house of Israel, remember who he's talking to, the house of Israel. Peter is preaching. Peter's not your apostle. Let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has raised that same Jesus. He has made, I'm sorry, he has made that same Jesus whom you crucified, because the Jews crucified Jesus. He has made that same Jesus whom you crucified. Watch this, both, underline them one at a time, Lord and Christ, he's both. He's Lord in Christ. To the Jewish believer, to the Jewish believer, they was waiting for their Lord to return. To the Jewish believer, to the church of Christ, to I'm sorry, the church of God, they was waiting for the Lord to return. The Lord is the person. The Lord is the person. He's Lord. That means they will see him. The Lord is seated on the right hand of the majesty on high. He is Lord. He came here. He defeated the devil. He put on flesh. Raised from the dead, bodily, and he is Lord. But once he sent his Holy Spirit into every believer, they have Christ. You are the body of Christ. The church is the body of Christ. Don't forget what I'm saying. The church of God is with the Lord. Christ is in you. Say it again. The church of God is with the Lord. There's a word with. That means why when you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when Jesus left, Jesus said to them, Lo, I am with you. Always even to the end of the world. And he was. When he raised them from the dead, they gone to be with the Lord. You are the body of Christ. You in Christ, and Christ is in you. Once you leave this earth to be absent from the body, my God. (laughs) Let me show it to you. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 we We done there. We done there uh, let's go, let's go show it to you. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I know I'm taking you all out there, but I got to do this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5. See, you got to understand the difference between the word Christ and Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 1. Just going to take your time and show you something. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says, For we know that if this earthly house of this tabernacle is dissolved, we have a building. Remember that building is the Lord. That's Christ. And house not made with hands. Remember that was the Lord. He's the head of the body. Let me say it again. The Lord is the head of the church. The head. We are the body of Christ. The Lord is the head. All right, here we go. Verse number two. For in this we groan honestly, desire to be clothed with our house, which is from heaven. If so, being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle being burdened, Not for that we will be unclothed, but clothed up on, that mortality may be swallowed up of life. Now he that has wrought us or created us for the selfsame thing as God, who also has given us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, right now you are in the body. In the body you are absent from the Lord. In the body, you are absent from the Lord. Well, where is Christ? Christ is in you. Christ is the Spirit of the Lord. Christ is in you. Now, therefore, we always comfort this while we are at home in the body right now. As long as you walk this earth, you are at home in the body. You are absent from the Lord. We walk by faith and not by sight. We are confident, I say, willing rather to be absent from the body, that's when you die, then you will be present with the Lord. Well, where's the Lord? The Lord seated at the right hand of the majesty on high. You read the book of Hebrews chapter 1, 2, 3. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand until I make thy enemy thy footstool. See, what happened is you don't know the difference between the Lord and Christ. You have to be in Christ. And then you will be with the Lord. Isn't that good news? But first you got to make sure you're in Christ. All right, now, I know I took you around the world. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 28. And in Matthew 28, I'm not going to be able to read all that now. I'm going to have to go down there in verse number because I use, use up some of my time. All right. So in verse number 5, Matthew 28, 5. Matthew 28, 5. Now, when Jesus rose from the dead, there were soldiers guarding the tomb. That's the first somebody saw him when he rose from the dead. Just want to make sure we understand. The first somebody saw Jesus when he rose from the dead was the soldiers because they were there when Jesus rose from the dead, rolled back the stone, and they saw him. All right? Verse number five says, And the angel asked said to the woman, Well, now the woman now has come to the tomb that morning, and he's going to say to her, which is other women with her, Fear not, I know you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here. He is risen, as he says. Come see the place where the Lord lay. Now remember the Lord. Come see the place where the Lord lay. Then in verse number seven, go quickly, tell his disciples. Now that's the next thing. You saw number one, the soldiers. Number two, saw the women, the women who came. Mary, uh, the two or three Mary. They were at the, at the tomb. Now, here we go. they supposed to go and tell the disciple that they had seen the Lord. Go quickly, verse seven. Tell his disciples, he is risen from the dead, and behold, he go before you to Galilee. There shall you meet him, Lord, I have told you. Now they're going to go and tell the disciples, Jesus is going to meet you on the road to Galilee. All right, let's keep going. Here's another, one, verse 8. They departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy. They did run and bring his disciples the word. So they told the disciples that Jesus is risen from the dead. As they went, to tell the disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail, and they came and beheld him by their feet, and they worship him. So they know the Lord had risen from the dead. Why? Because they touched him, they saw him. That's the Lord. All right. Now, in verse number nine. And there they went, his disciples, to tell the disciples, Jesus met them, saying, All hail they came and beheld his, him by the feet and worship him. Verse 10, then said Jesus unto them, be not afraid, go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee and there shall, I, shall they see me. All right, so look at all the people you got involved, you got the soldiers involved, got the women involved, got his disciples involved. They are to go tell, those, go tell those other brothers uh, that he'll see them on the road to Galilee. Now watch this in verse 11. When they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city and showed unto the chief priest. Now you got the chief priest involved. And all things that were done. And then verse number 12 says, and when they assembled with the elders, now watch all this stuff you got going. You got the soldiers, you got the women. Now they go tell the disciples. The disciples go now and they tell uh, Jesus. Jesus tells the disciples, they go tell the brothers. The brothers now go tell uh, the chief priests, chief priests meet up with the elders. Watch what they're going to do. Now this is why the word is not getting to the people that should get to the people. You got to hear from too many folk so your vision ain't clear. Watch what happened here. When they were assembled together with the elders, they'd taken counsel. This was the counsel. They gave large money unto the soldiers. They're going to pay them off. They gave large money to the soldiers. Now, the soldiers was at the tomb. So the chief priests and the elders are going to get together with money. They're going to go give money to the soldiers, and watch what they're going to tell the soldiers. If anybody asks you what happened to Jesus, this is what you tell them. Verse number 13. Say to his disciples. Say to the people, this is what happened. Jesus' disciples came and stole him away last night while we were asleep. Betty is writing about. Say ye, his disciples came by night, stole his body away while we were asleep. What are they trying to, they trying to make sure happen? Nobody believed in the resurrection. Nobody believed in the resurrection. They don't want people to know you got to know the truth to be saved. Because if he didn't rise from the dead, he would not be Lord in Christ. God made that same Jesus, Acts 2.36 told us, whom the Jews crucified, both Lord and Christ. See, I'm going to show you the word that he on the cross... He got victory over all things on that cross. Over death, hell, the grave, the devil's sin, everything. He had victory over the cross, at the cross, on the cross. All right? Now, verse 13 again says, Tell his disciples, came by night, stole him away while we were asleep. That was what they had to go tell him. Now, now, if this comes to the governor's ears, We will persuade him, and we will secure you. Watch verse 15, awesome. So they took the money, and they did as they were taught. This sand was commonly among the Jews until this day. Now, until this day was the writing of the Matthew. When Matthew wrote the book, so we know that had to be A.D. 31, 2, 3, 4, 5, you know, back there. So when Matthew wrote the book, he says the Jews still believe that lie. The Jews still believe that lie. You know why? Because that's what the truth is. Now, let's go back to Thessalonica, shall we? in Second Thessalon- Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7. So this is why the church at Thessalonica, because they were Jews, and they're all waiting for the Lord to come, and they had people saying, well, he's not coming. Somebody stole his body. Then you had this group over here saying, there's no resurrection. Then you had Paul telling them, that the Lord will come with a shout. That's why he wrote two books of Thessalonians, that he was coming. All right, now watch this. In, in, in 2 Thessalonians, we're going to go to chapter 2 and verse 7. 2 Thessalonians 2, 7. That's where we're going. For the mystery of iniquity does all already work. Only he who now let it will let it until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. Now, now you got to hear what I'm saying. If Jesus has not come back, then the devil is still the God of this world. Let, let, me, let me say it. That's what you were saying. You are saying that the devil is still the God of this world and he is not defeated. If Jesus had not returned, watch what they said going to happen when Jesus returned? Then shall that wicked be destroyed, be revealed, first of all. Then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and him shall the Lord destroy with the brightness of his coming. So if the devil... If you're believing that Jesus has not come back, you also believe that the devil is still the god of this world and he has not been defeated. Remember what you believe in. Can I put that in the NLT? That's 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 7. We're going to start reading verse 7. See, you don't know what you believe in. You are believing a lie. That's why. You're not believing the truth. And there are so many people out there don't have the Holy Spirit because you're not believing the truth. You're still believing a lie that somebody else told you. No different if you were in the days of Peter, James, and John, and you believed somebody stole Jesus' body away, you was not believing the truth, so you could not receive the Holy Spirit. That's why people lying to you. They don't know they lying. They have believed the lie themselves. Let's go to work. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, we're going to read this out of the NLT, and that's verse number 7. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 7. Now remember, we are reading this out of the NLT. See, I, 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 I've, been, I've been a student for 40 years. And I found out that there's some folk been lying to me. Amen. And I don't want you to fall into the same trap. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number 7 out of the NLT is what we read. Paul said, for this lawlessness is already at work secretly. It will remain secret unto the, unto the one who is holding it back steps out of the way. Then the man of lawlessness will be revealed. But the Lord Jesus will kill him. Want you make sure you read your scripture. But the Lord Jesus will kill him with the breath of his mouth. The Lord Jesus Christ will destroy him by the splendor of his coming. Now my point is this here. If you are saying and you're believing churches that say Jesus has not returned. Jesus is still going to come. Then you are also saying that he has not destroyed him. The Bible says, Then the man of lawlessness will be revealed, but the Lord Jesus will kill him with the breath of his mouth and will destroy him by his splendor at his coming. This man will come to do the work of Satan, will counterfeit power and signs and miracles. He will use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction because they refuse. Here it is. They refuse to love and accept the truth that would save them. They refuse. Let's let's make sure it's on the screen. They refuse the love of the truth. We'll read the NALT, verse number 9. Let's go back to verse 9 first. Verse 9 says this man will come to do the work of Satan with counterfeit power, signs and miracles. He will use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction. Why? Because they refused to love and accept the truth that, they would, that would save them. See, here's, here's Paul saying, I'm giving them the truth that will save them, and the truth is Christ's death, man, and resurrection. But they refused to believe it because somebody lied to them. They lied to them and said somebody took away Jesus' body. Today they're telling you Jesus has not come. Well, if he had not come, the devil is not defeated. The devil is not dead. So God, let's look at verse 11. we NLT. Verse 11. So God will cause them to be greatly deceived. There it is and they will believe those lies. Then they will be condemned for enjoying evil rather than believing the truth. Isn't that awesome? People were deceived during the days of Peter, James, and John because they believed that somebody stole Jesus' body away. We're going to read that all the way down to verse 14. Let's keep reading. We are reading... We're reading uh, Verse 13 now, 13. We're re- reading 2 Thessalonians 2, 13. As for us, Paul says, we can't help but thank God for you, dear brothers and sisters, Love by the Lord. We are always thankful that God chose you to be among the first. God chose you to be among the first to experience salvation, a salvation that came through the Spirit who makes you holy and, and watch this, and through your belief in the truth. So that's how you're saved. You're saved by sanctification of the Spirit and belief in the truth. What well, believing the truth is, believing in Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Well, if somebody tell you that Jesus has already come, during the day of Paul, they did that in the day of Paul. There were some in the day of Paul said, Jesus had already came. But he had not. Then there were some said so he stole away his body. They had not. Then Paul was trying to tell them that they were raised from the dead. So when I read you 1 Corinthians 15, I'm going to show you that Paul is going to say he was seen of 500 brothers at one time. So the, the whole thing about salvation is Jesus is risen from the dead, and he is Lord, and he is seated on the right hand of the Father, where he, nobody stole his body. But now, 2,000 years later, we know the word tells us that Jesus has already come. Now, if you believe that Jesus is going to come, you are saying the devil's not defeated. And he's still Lord. Because when Jesus comes, remember, he supposed to show the devil with the brightness of his coming. And when Jesus came back, He he was to raise from the dead all those believers who followed him in that day. So when you tell me that Jesus had not come, you are saying all those that believed on Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago are still in the grave. Their souls are still in the grave. You believe the lie. You believe a lie. That's why when people preach to you today, when they believe that, they'll tell you, oh, I'm going to go out here and put him in the ground, and then God, when Jesus comes, he's going to raise him from the dead with all power. you just, you just lowering you to sleep. You don't go to the grave today. Let me say this again. When a man or woman is in Christ, die today, really you can't even use the word die because they are alive in Christ and there's no more death to the believer. But I'm talking about the physical body. When the physical body dies, I bury the physical body. I do not bury the person. Because if you have another building, you are in Christ. And you don't put Christ in the grave. You put Adam in the grave, the old man. And then you go to be with the Lord. That's what happened. The Spirit of the Lord takes you into the very presence of the Lord himself. All right, let's keep going here. Oh, this word is so good, Pastor. I know it. I live by it. Now, now I'm going to read back. I'm going to. The NLT again, 2 Thessalonians 2.13. I'm still reading the NLT. All right? I just want to show you those two things again. It says, as for us, we can't help but thank God for you, brothers, and sisters, love of the Lord. We are always thankful that God chose you to be among the first. To experience salvation or salvation that comes through, watch this, the Spirit who makes you holy See, that dumps all those water baptism guys out there. This is how salvation comes. comes through the Spirit, there's on the screen, that makes you holy. Now, they told you you got to be baptized in water in Jesus' name to be saved. And through your belief in the truth, they just told you. Now, watch this in verse number 14. He called you to salvation when we told you the good news now you can share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, that's, that's an awesome thing that God just showed you how to be saved. You had to come to the knowledge of the truth. Look how many times that God told you that. Now, let's move on because I got I to get to a little bit more here. This is so good. Now, let's go to 1 Eph- Corinthians. Well, let's, let's do Ephesians first. Let's go to Ephesians first. Chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. Ephesians chapter 1. We, you can stay in whatever Bible you're in. is okay with me. Ephesians chapter 1. is going to be the good news or the King James. Either, I mean, not good news. NLT or the King James. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. Now, now watch what he tells these Gentiles. Ephesians chapter 1. I'm reading out the NLT. Ephesians chapter 1. See, when you read Ephesians... Now you're talking about Gentiles. When you read Thessalonians, you're talking about uh, Jews. See, you got to understand who you're talking to. Ephesians chapter number 1 and verse number 13. And now you Gentiles. See, he just got through talking to the Jews. Now he's going to switch over to Gentiles. And now you Gentiles. Verse number 13. Have also heard the truth. See, now you Gentiles have also heard the truth. The good news that God saves. And when you believe in Christ, he identifies you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Holy Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised, which is eternal life, and that he has purchased for us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. All right, back to the cross. This is what you believe, Christ's death bear, and resurrection. By believing in Christ's death bear, and resurrection, God gives you the Holy Spirit and because you have the Holy Spirit, then you can get what God promised. Let me show you what God promised. First John two twenty five. Let me show you what God promised. He just says it right out. That's why I'm gonna go to First John two twenty five. First John two twenty five told you what God promised. So you gotta understand. There's only one thing God promised. That's why He gave you the Holy Ghost, so you can get what God promised. And this is a promise, isn't that plain? 1 John 2, 25, and this is the promise that he has promised us, here it is, even eternal life. So what God promised you is eternal life. But you got people are telling you, you can get eternal life by water baptism. And people are believing it. You can show them in the word, and still they believe it. The word told them you have to be sanctified by the spirit and belief in the truth. Show it to them. Let me show it to you again. Let's go back to 2 Thessalonians. One more time. Out of the King James. Let's switch over to the King James on them. 2 Thessalonians chapter number two. The word of God just plainly told you 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2 and verse number what? 13. 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2 and verse 13. Let's let's do something. Can you back there? Let's do verse 10, 12, and 13. Three verses, 10, 12, and 13. Now watch what it says. We are reading the King James. And with all deceivingness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because, why are they going to die, pastor? Why did these people die during the days of Paul? Because they did not believe in the truth. They did not receive the love of the truth, watch this, that they might be saved. They did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Now, if I can show you what the truth is, What you're supposed to receive is Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. They wouldn't receive it. Why do you think they stole the body? Why do you think they hid the body? Because without a resurrection, you have no salvation. Without Christ's resurrection from the dead, none of his promises could have come to pass. Let's go on. That was verse 10. Verse 12. We'll read 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 12. That they all might be damned. Why, pastor? Who believe not the truth. Not water baptism, not foot washing, not communion on the table. That's not why you go to heaven or hell. It's because you're not believing the truth. It's not, it's, you can go every side to confess your sins, and die and go to hell because you never believe the truth. As a matter of fact, if you believe the truth, Christ died for your sins, he was buried, and God raised him from the dead, you don't have to go every Saturday and confess your sin. Your sin will be forgiven because you have received Christ's death, and resurrection. See, the key is people are not telling people the truth because if you told people the truth, your church will close, sir. Let me say it again. If you tell people the truth, your church will close or you're going to change your doctrine. Because people are not going to come to your church for you to keep lying to them about water baptism to be saved and about confessing their sin to be saved when they know the truth. And nothing can set a man free until he know the truth. And you shall know the truth, Jesus told him in John chapter 8, verse 30 through 36, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Can nothing set a man free until he know the truth? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Verse number 13. We are in Second Thessalonians 2 Thessalonians 2.13. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for your brother and beloved the Lord because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation now you've been chosen to salvation christ has already died for your sins buried and raised again from the dead but if you don't know and believe the truth then you still can't be saved the truth is what you got to believe we are bound to give thanks to god always for your brother beloved below because god has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. Somebody put it out there for me. You got to believe the truth. Come on, I'm coming to your camera. You got to believe the truth to be saved. You got to believe the truth. why they steal Jesus' body? So you won't believe the truth. Let's go to Galatia. Let's go to Galatians chapter 3. Let's go to Galatians chapter 3. Now, I like, I like this. In Galatians chapter 3. We're going to keep it with the King James this service. Galatians chapter 3, verse 1. Now watch what Paul, I'm going to read you this, uh, uh, this first few verses, then I'm going to go down to chapter 5 and read you a few verses and close out. If not, I get to the next service. But watch this. Oh, fo- watch what Paul says. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? What are you talking about, Paul? Somebody has bewitched you. Somebody has messed up your head. See, anytime you come in talking about you got to be baptized in water in Jesus' name to be saved, somebody has messed up your head. Anytime you tell me about foot washing to be cleansed and eating bread off the table to get rid of sin, somebody has messed up your head. You're not believing the truth. People are dying going to hell because they're not believing the truth. And they got a Bible that they can read for themselves. Oh, foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Who has bewitched you that you are not believing the truth? Can't you hear what he's saying? If you are not believing the truth, somebody has bewitched you. Somebody has messed up your head. That's why you're not believing the truth. Then he said, look, before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently Set forth, crucified among you. Jesus Christ died on the cross. Everybody in Jerusalem knew it. And then somebody's going to tell you, you can be baptized in water in Jesus' name to be saved. Why do you think he died? He is the only Savior. Why do you think he died? To save you. To save you from your sins to save you from death, to save you from hell, and yet people would lie to you because somebody has lied to them. And you believe and you can be saved if I baptize you in water. God help you. You've been deceived. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eye Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth crucified among you. Go to 1 Corinthians 15. We're going to close up. You saw him die, buried and raised again from the dead. Watch what Paul is going to tell them in 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15. We're going to read this down to the power about eight verses today. Watch what Paul said, 1 Corinthians 15. we in the King James. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1 says, more were brethrens, I declare to you the gospel, which I preach to you, which also you have received and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. I delivered you first of all that which I also received. This is how Paul was saved; how Christ died for our sins, according to the Scripture. He was buried. He rose again. He died, buried, rose again. He's not done. And then in verse number 5, he was seen of Peter. He was seen of the 12. He was seen also above 500 brothers at one time. Verse 7 says, after that he was seen of James. Then all the apostles saw him. And last of all, I saw him, Paul says, who was one born out of due time. All these people will witness that Jesus is risen from the dead and he's Lord. That's how you're saved. You're not saved whether you believe in water baptism. You're not saved whether you believe in foot washing. You're not saved whether you believe in the bread on the table. You're saved if you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead he died for your sins he's buried God raised him from the dead and now he is seated at the right hand of the master on high he is now both Lord and Christ my time is up I thank you for yours thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.